0: from a particular point of view. Hi, I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we dig through the garbage and look at American life and times from a perspective of faith. There's only one God, man. i I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. We're on a mission from God. Politics. Why should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Entertainment. What we've got here is you to communicate some men you just can't reach so you get what we had here last week which is the way he wants well he gets i don't like it any more than you and nerd i'm a nerd i'm pretty proud of it it will test your head and your mind brand new why are you here there must be a reason for you to be here Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. How dare you? How dare you? Lighten up, Francis. we six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. So sit back, literally or figuratively, and enjoy American life and times from a particular point of view. Hello everyone, welcome to, from a particular point of view, yeah, a little bit different music on the intro there, we right after the main intro, that's cause it's um, a special episode I guess, again it's a movie preview I'm doing this week, so, um, <clears throat> but first of course as always we do get into the news, but, um, it, so, could, yeah, start this up again here soon, <laughs> Anyway. Um, This is Dale, and this is, from a particular point of view, for contact, for want to contact me, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, watercoolercomments at gmail.com or watercoolercomments at hotmail.com. So, as per normal, as I said before, we always start um, the podcast off with some news. Now, this isn't all the news, and you could say... This is my own little twist of the news because some stories to me are just like, eh, so what? I don't care. And some stories are very important to me. you know this I mean yeah, it's kind of like your typical cable news because I know that there's some stories that I've seen that cable news just doesn't even care so they don't they don't you know air it or produce it or whatever. And some stories that mat- that matter to them directly or whatever, <clears throat> they're all over it, of course. So, anyway, this is my hope, and I am forgetting some things I know, <clears throat> and, but it's kind of like, again, it's about our society, and how else do you follow our society by following the news, or whatever, you get the idea. <clears throat> anyway, so, um, uh, so we start out with, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> Uh, we start out with um, the news of this week, and I don't remember. The, okay, uh, this originally came out um, uh, last Wednesday. The news, and this this made, of course, the you know the CBS News, uh, the the network or the the radio program I listen to online is a regional one, and they unfortunately they carry CBS news which to me is just <clears throat> i wish they find a different one but i guess it's contracted <clears throat> i don't know <clears throat> but this one here the way they said this was like oh my god like panic freak out this is terrible on for, on march 1st um the food and they called it insecurities on i think both on fox news and CBS news which is dumb anyway the SNAP Assistant Program. They call it SNAP nowadays. Back when I was young, when I was a young man, or at least younger than I am now, they called it Food Stamps. But I guess Food Stamps is too negative, so they call it this Anyway, it, there's an acronym, of course, as you know. But it drops March 1st. And one thing I thought was interesting is when I first heard about this report on CBS News, they actually had the response of a school teacher who was getting snap assistance for her meals my first thought was they're not paying school teachers enough to eat really that that's weird and my next thought was to my knowledge you cannot ac- receive snap assistance unless you make under a certain amount of money so unless you're in to my knowledge minimum wage i mean you have to be making under minimum wage to be able to qualify for food stamps, so for to hear a school teacher saying, "I oh, yeah, I need my food stamps. I need, I need my SNAP. I need my assistance, whatever." To me, that's abusing the system. And what surprised me is, I believe that's illegal. You can, that's like fraudulent. You can't earn food stamps and have a paycheck at the same time. I mean, especially for a school teacher, that's just. But. Of course, the regular media, the liberal media, they don't care if it's illegal or not, as long as they get their food mentioned across. And I guess what this is, it's dropping because it was a part of the COVID thing. Of course, COVID now was dropping down, and nobody's really thinking of it as anybody's important, so... Of course, that's dropping down. People are freaking out. That's one bad thing about having the government dough out there, the government money, is that once you get used to it, you do not want to let it go. Um, I remember several years ago, I think I was in college. I actually asked, I went up there, "Hey, can I get food stamps?" No, uh, and they told me, "Well, why not? Because you have to make a certain amount of money." And I was telling them, "If I made that much money, I wouldn't need food stamps." And they're going, Meh. Oh well, that's just how it is. It's like but then I look around, people, I see people in the stores and even friends of mine who make money, have a job. And and people at the grocery store pulling out their snap cards and and buying expensive stuff and I and I can't afford that, but you know I, the way. I guess the way I figured it is, hey, eat up. It's my tax dollars anyway, going to your snap, your your food stamp. So hey, enjoy your meal. Anyway, <laughs> this is a good one. This was like a bombshell of a sorts. Apparently, it leaked out by was it the the Times, the Post, one of those things that actually it is confirmed. Well, they they leaked out originally that the China virus, you know, COVID nineteen. What do you want to call it? It actually did leak from a lab in China. I remember not too long ago, where no, you can't say that. You know, you, you, you there's no proof in that. There's no proof. I guess even the FBI has confirmed. But yes, yeah, it's yeah, they came from a, a lab in China. Yes, it did. You know, <laughs> we okay, yeah, we admit it, we admit it. But still, as I understand it, the Biden um, uh, group, I guess they're still denying that they're still, well, no, that's not really, uh, it's, um. well, um, and of course, Jean-Pierre, whatever her face name is, she, when you answer her question, if she doesn't want to answer it, or she doesn't know the answer, she just circles, 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 and finally she spends, what, two or three minutes with a non-answer that leaves everybody just with even more questions. It's ridiculous. So, anyway. Um, so yeah, it's coming out that uh, that this virus did actually come from a Chinese lab, the Wuhan lab in China, and apparently, um, uh, I guess even it's coming out now that even they're saying that the shots really don't do any good, and the masks really don't do, don't do any good, and duh, because I believe the last group or two of people who actually died, you know, because of the COVID. They were fully vaccinated and always wore the mask, and they still died. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, the next little piece here, my news, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, I don't know if, I'm sure everybody knows who Lori Lightfoot is. Lori Lightfoot um, uh, was the mayor of Chicago, and apparently um, there was a primary. And there was, I think, three or four people that ran with her for governor, and and apparently she got smoked. I mean, put it this way: she's no longer the mayor of. Well, I don't know exactly when it when it when it becomes official, but um, we can soon call her the ex-mayor of Chicago. And of course, she blames racism, sexism, bigotry because um, I don't know if she got elected because of this. But apparently, well, of course, she's a black woman, and I guess she's also gay. So. I guess if you're in the Biden administration, that's the only reason why you can hire somebody is because they fit, they check certain boxes. They, they fit the color box, they fit the gender box, and they fit the, the sex box or whatever you want to call it. But apparently she got a distant third or fourth or something like that. I mean, she just, and then she says, well, look what all we've done. We've curved crime and we've done this and we've done that. And i actually heard her say, that, say this on the news report. And it's like, no, you haven't is I understand it. I've never been to Chicago, but from what I've heard, like like for the last several years, it's been just a a cesspool of death. I mean, if you get to Chicago, you probably won't get out. He's not alive. That's what I understand. So anyway, so so she is no longer she will she will no longer be the the mayor of Chicago and of course she's blaming sexism, racism, and that's what I heard her say. Anyway, the next thing I thought was interesting, um, and this is mind-blowing to me, which is only going to make things even worse. Um, Apparently, during the 2020... Remember the summer of love when Antifa and BLM just protested, burned, destroyed, looted everything? Remember that? Yeah, Yeah, me too. I remember that quite well. Uh, Apparently... um, there, uh, a judge ruled that, or I think it was a judge, I think it was in New York City, ruled that <clears throat> the 300 plus George Floyd protesters can and may be getting $21, $2,100 apiece. So 300 plus times $2,100. Uh, because ap- apparently, you're not supposed to kettle. The New York Police Department are not supposed to kettle. And I'm guessing what kettling is, I guess, is that so when you arrest a group of people and you sit them down, um, I guess, I, I, with the, I guess what they, from what I got I gathered, because I tried to do a little bit of research into this to figure out what, what kettling is. And I think what kettling is, is they pretty much sit everybody down, all the people who get arrested, they zip tie them and sit them down on the ground and they surround them with either police cars or officers just make sure they don't escape which sounds logical to me well apparently that's called kettling k-e-t-t-l-e-d kettle you know like a black kettle or whatever so yeah it's kettled kettling whatever and apparently um they may be a a judge i guess approved or something but i guess they might be these people all 300 plus people might be getting 2,100 so i think that's what it was I don't think it's 21,000. Anyway, they got a lot of money. So you know what that's going to do? That's just going to make it even worse. So that means that everybody's going to go do that and go, you know, hoping that the cops come and cuddle and you get the idea. It's ridiculous. And speaking of judges doing ridiculous things, um, this is the last little bit here. Um <clears throat> on my my news so far. Well, actually there is one more that I'm kind of excited about. But uh, a judge, I heard that a judge approves loss. A judge approves, um, makes it okay, so that so that lawyers representing the Capitol Police during the J six incident riot, whatever you call it, they can sue Trump. And I think they said they can sue him. They can sue him on injuries or civil um, something civilly or something civil rights or whatever. But I heard on the radio that, that um, I think it was CBS Radio News, of course, and they were very proud of this, that you just hear the, yes, yes, you know, in their voice, um, that the Capitol Police can sue Trump for damages and, and injuries during the J6 riot. Now, to my knowledge, one person on January 6th got Got killed. One person got hurt. And that was Ashley Babbitt. who they And the cop who murdered her got away scot-free. Said it was part of his duty, part of his job, because how she was reacting. It was just oh, it was ridiculous. Oh, it's just painful. But apparently, um, these police who allegedly got hurt can, I guess, sue Trump for the damages. And I also heard recently, I think it was on Friday or something that um that they're trying to sue Trump for as a part of this for some kind of civil thing because again allegedly accu- allegedly no I didn't hear this <laughs> according to you, you according to the, the the liberal media if you get a video audio statement whatever if you peek here a pinch here a piece here and then tape it cut it put it all together you'll hear trump allegedly saying stand up and fight go get him go get our house back but whatever which he did not say any of that for everything that i've heard that liberals or the democrats are saying that he said he said it's like no he didn't i heard i believe the whole thing and no he said nothing like that but of course they hate him so bad they hate him so bad they just want him out of there and they will lie cheat and steal the the liberals progressives will do anything legal or not to make sure he stays out of the White House. So, uh, anyway, so they're going to be, I guess, uh, so I guess that means Trump has to um, hire another team of lawyers or get his lawyers back to, hey, here's your next job. So, it's ridiculous, putting it nicely. So, with that, um, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So... This next topic is the main topic of horses, so probably a bit of a, a smaller, you know, uh, podcast, just because I guess I don't have an, enough stuff on here. So, enough thing in the news, or at least not enough to really complain about it, <laughs> which, yeah, unfortunately, when, when you, when, if you hear positive things in the news, you want to report positive things, but yet I never hear positive things. Oh, I do, wait, oh, I do hear one positive thing. Let's hold this real quick. I forgot to to announce that. I don't know if it's um, nationwide, like a government, like a federal thing, or if it's just in Oregon because I, I live in the People's Rep- Republic of Oregon, unfortunately. But I heard that I think next month they're going to be doing away with the mandatory. You must wear a mask in medical facilities. You must, which I think is ridiculous. But uh, even even some. Um, even some uh, pharmacies said, well, because this is a medical facility, you must wear a mask. Um, I know that there are a couple stores in this town with um, with pharmacies in them. Um, I believe it's Rite Aid, the Rite Aid drugstore. I live not too far from one of those. And I go in there every now and then, and they don't have a problem. I mean, the pharmacies themselves, the pharmacists and the workers in there, yes, they wear masks, but they don't demand anybody else does. Well, I went into a Fred Meyer uh, pharmacy a while ago, and there's actually a sign that says, because, you know, <laughs> this is how good we are, because we are a a medical facility, you, you had better wear a mask. And they actually put a sign up there, which is kind of funny because they didn't really enforce it because I saw two or three people go up there. And, oh, well, you know, and they just, they walked up there and they didn't say nothing to them. The other person went up there and, oh, oh, mask, I'm sorry. Put a mask on. It's like, whatever. Anyway, so I guess, uh, I forget exactly what date it is. I think somewhere in April is that they're going to be doing away for the mandate that anybody visiting and or working in medical facilities will no longer need to wear a mask, which is awesome, which I really dig, of course. So, yeah, that is super cool in my, you know, most humble opinion. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, so finally, once again, we get back to um, the main part of of the podcast for today. Let's try this again. As I la- mentioned last week, this this main one is a review movie review of Jesus Revolution. Um, I ever since I first saw it or saw the previews of it, I wanted to see it. Um. I think it, uh, I want, cause I, as a believer myself, I really wanted to see how it went, how it was. Um, I've, of course, heard of the Jesus Revolution of the 60s. I didn't know how strong it was. I knew there was a hippie revolution, so to speak, in the 60s. You know, there's a Hate Asbury, I think, in Frisco, um, you know, um, the, the, <laughs> the concert in New York. I can't remember. I can't believe I forgot the name of that darn thing. Anyway, a lot of hippie things were going on. And apparently a lot of hippies were looking for... You know, were looking for... Uh, truth. Looking for peace. Looking for real love. And they couldn't find it in drugs. They couldn't find it in sex. They couldn't find it in New Age belief systems. They found it in one place. They found it in Jesus. So, besides that... um Besides that, oh, I gotta move some stuff around here. Besides that, um, there are the people who are in this movie. Um, now, if anybody here is a fan of The Chosen, you will recognize Jonathan Rumi. Jonathan Rumi plays Jesus in The Chosen, which I really like. That, um, I it's again one of my favorite shows. I really enjoy it. Um, but also, um, it's also got in it <clears throat> Kelsey Grammer. <clears throat> Excuse me, Kelsey Grammer. I've liked him for a long time. Especially years ago, there was a a, a conservative network that was supposed to be taking place um, in the was it the nineties? I think the late nineties, maybe early two thousands, and he was the face of that conservative group. So I knew he was kind of conservative, but I didn't know how faith based he was and um well he is the co-star of this and um i found out that the movie not it's it's not just it it, yes it's about the jesus Jesus revolution but it's also about the people who helped build it help make it guide it um it's a story about um greg laurie who's a well-known preacher i think his his churches are down in southern california somewhere i'm not sure uh, and of course, it's about um, about Lonnie Frisbee. Um, as I understand it, uh, it's a short little bit. As I understand it, um, the story that the the movie tries to show was a very quick, very short time in the in the uh, Jesus Revolution, in probably not just America but around the world. A very short time. Um. So. You know, it, it's not a long time. Like, mo- like a lot of movies, it doesn't go over years. Uh, I think it... Because I, I saw an interview with Greg Laurie, and they were mentioning about um, pretty much the, the movie takes place over... ish, about a year and a half, give or take. But the funny thing is, is that... Because um, it stars um, um, Joel Courtney as Greg Laurie. It stars Kelsey Grammer as Chuck Smith and, um, Jonathan Rumi as Lonnie Frisbee, and, of course, other people, of course, but those are pretty much the main people, more or less, um, well, at least the, the stars of the movie, anyway, you get the idea, and, um, well, it kind of begins, in a, in a matter of speaking, with, um, Kelsey Grammer watching TV and watching all these hippies and just not getting it, because, well, not Kelsey Grammer, but, um, um, Chuck Smith, that's right. Chuck Smith is watching TV, and he's a preacher. He's a, a minister, a pastor, what do we call him, out of his own little church. An a own little church that is more or less dying, because they have a couple scenes, of course, of him preaching in his church, and there's literally four or five families, maybe, old people, just em- lots of empty seats, lots of empty, empty pews, and you can just see it's just, yeah, not working. Anyway, so his daughter, Chuck Smith's daughter, um, they're talking about the hippies they're seeing on TV. You know, with Woodstock, There, Woodstock, that concert. I finally remembered it. With Woodstock going on, and the hippie revolution, and, and, and Frisco, and, and whatnot. And he says, I don't get these people. He, he says something like, what they need is a bath, or what they need is a job, or something like that. And, um, and he says... I guess that he makes up a deal with his daughter. It's like, okay, if you... Because, again, Chuck Smith is a pastor. He says, you know, and, you, and pastors are supposed to show love. But all he was saying was like, all oh, these hippies, hippies, these dirty hippies, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so finally his daughter says, okay, if I bring home a hippie, will you talk to him? And the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure Chuck Smith at that time was like, so she'll never fight a hippie. You know, not, you know, yeah, sure, I'll make, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, I think, like, the very next day or a day or two so after, anyway... Recently, right after this conversation, she's driving along, and she sees walking on the road a hippie. Oh my gosh! And this is in Southern California, and the hippie turns out to be excuse me turns out to be um um Lonnie Frisbee as Jonathan Rumi. And after, of course, at the end of the movie, they show the pictures of the two, and they did a pretty I think they did a pretty good job pairing up or. or Sort of pairing up, um, Jonathan Rumi and and Lonnie Frisbee, they do really resemble each other. Um, the voice I'm not sure about necessarily because I, from the videos that I've seen, um, Lonnie Frisbee has a higher pitched voice, but still, you know, um, the hair is almost the exact same way. Which the funny thing is, is because everything I've seen Jonathan Rumi do, his hair doesn't change, it's always the same, but um, his daughter sees this hippie, you know, uh, Lonnie Frisbee, walking on the side of the road. And she says, hey, we need a ride. And he says, sure, I'd love one. So they get in the car and she takes him back home to meet daddy, you know, Chuck Smith. And he's, what's he doing at my house? And the daughter tried to tell him pretty much, well, you want to see a hippie? Here's a hippie. Talk to him. And, you know, of course, in the movie, um, um, Lonnie Frisbee has is, is got some buckskin fringed smock jacket whatever thing on and on the back which i guess is hand writ, hand drawn is some kind of jesus art whatever jesus loves you or something like that and and so he sees how he looks and everything else he of course he's very worried because he's he's this hippie and who knows what hippies can do and blah 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 and then he john then the bonnie frisbee begins to speak and kind of find out he's really impressed with it's my cat back there. He's really impressed with how he speaks, his Bible knowledge, um, and and his words, and he's really impressed with 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 what Lonnie Frisbee says. And so, um, I guess he says, "Hey, why don't you come to my church and and talk in my you know preaching or speak in my church?" So he goes he goes along and says, oh, bring your friends. So I think what from what the movie says the very first. Um, the very first, I guess, service, whatever, church service, um, there's actually a group of hippies there, and you can just see the disdain, the hate. That's what I'm seeing, and these older guys. And, of course, so you look in there, and on one side of the church is all the normal partitioners, the normal congregation. the this side of the church is all the hippies, and blah, 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 blah. And he begins to speak, and does a really good job. you know. And, of course, people just seem to be disgusted by the fact that there's a hippie in here and uh and, and the interesting thing enough is uh the, the, the numbers grew more and more hippies and it seemed like less and less of the regular petitioners one thing i thought was awesome was this one sunday it's church time and a couple of the regular people go up there and see a line of hippies a line of them outside the church and and then one guy's going what's going on what's with all these people what's going on well before or earlier in that in that uh, a week earlier or so the week before the church service some of the uh orderly not the orderlies but the elders of the church were saying that they're not even wearing shoes they're getting their they're getting our carpet dirty And you can see the little ting in his eye going hmm so what he was doing was before each person walked into the church he would sit them down and wash their feet very jesus-esque if i don't see myself so he was washing all their feet. And of course, as he'd washed their feet, he'd say, welcome to church. So I thought that was awesome. But uh, I don't remember if it was that same sermon or a different one, where finally Chuck Smith goes up in front of the church and says, oh, this is it. I mean, this is, this is who we are now. We've got to share the gospel to everybody, to everyone, no matter if you're the old fuddy-duddy Christian or the new hippie Christian. We have to worship together and that's just how we're going to be if you don't like it there's the door it's open it goes both ways people can come and go as they please you can do that well two men stood up one man with his family one man without and i was thinking oh gosh here we go they're all going to evacuate on them. all those old you know practitioners whatever the one man with the family walks out the door it's like okay you expect that the other man you know an older both of them older gentlemen, actually stands up Looks around, looks around. Then he actually goes over and sits next, sits next to a hippie, and they embrace him and they hug him, and he's smiling. And so that was so awesome. But um, yeah, uh, it pretty much goes to um, you know. In, in this movie, of course, um, Greg Laurie starts out um, as uh, in a military school, and then he sees this girl. And he not quite falls in love with her, but. I know personally that, you know, when you're young, when you see a cute girl, it's amazing the stuff you do for girls. Just <laughs> so he pretty much dropped out of military school, and he actually enrolled into the school that she was at just so he could be closer to her. And eventually they became a couple and stuff, but um, but he got into God. He got following because he kind of got, also got following along with Lonnie Frisbee. And um, and one thing they were doing is, is I think it was Calvary Baptist, it was Calvary Temple or Calvary... Something Calvary Temple or chapel, I think it was Calvary Chapel down in Southern California, and so what they were they decided they're going to baptize people. So what they decided to do is take them to what Pirates Cove, somewhere in California on the coast. I don't know where that's at. I've never been there, so I don't know. But apparently, several people showed up, many people, more than what they expected, and in this moment, um, Greg Laurie, as a teenager, I believe. Or fresh out of high school or something, he actually went up to um, to Lonnie Frisbee, and and he confirmed the faith and they prayed together and then Lonnie Frisbee baptized Greg Laurie in the Pirates Cove. Thing is, I thought it was interesting. I've always known baptism as the death of the old self and the rebirth of the new self. So one thing I thought was interesting, and this is the only special effects that I noticed in the movie, was. It was a Lonnie Frisbee dunked, baptized style. What do you want to call it? You know, Greg Laurie in the ocean, and the funny thing is that when he did that, he started sinking and going deeper and deeper and deeper into the like an abyss. And my first thought was, well, the water wasn't that deep. The water was what waist high ish, something like that. But still, it wasn't. It wasn't the literal, the literal part of it. It's the figurative part, of course. Because, of course, when you again, when you baptize, how it's supposed to go is the worldly side of you is supposed to die in the water, and you're supposed to come up a new man in Christ. So, again, it showed uh, Greg Laurie, the young man, you know, dying to himself in the water, and it shows him sinking farther, sinking down, and finally he kind of wakes up and then starts swimming to the top, and of course, when he breaks out of the water is when they bring him up, and he's baptized, and... And of course, then he begins to uh, try to help out in the ministry and whatnot. But it's, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, it's interesting how that happens. Of course, that's where he gets his, you know, his strength there. And and then of course, all with Lonnie Frisbee, they they um, more and more hippies, people, whatever, start going to this small little church that um, Chuck Smith was 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 doing. And then uh, I guess he's like, you know, we got to, we're growing too big. We need to get out of this church. So they went from a little small chapel to a tent and he was mentioning in the movie that you know he when they opened up this tent he was hoping that it would take him maybe a week or two to fill it the very first day the tent was full so he was of course very happy about that and and right about that time um the spirit came over Lonnie Frisbee and he started saying something like hey the Lord's talking to me this the Lord's saying that there's a person here who needs help who's in pain and he began and (laughs) And I saw this and I was thinking to myself, is this just to play on the, on the TV preachers of the 60s and 70s? Or did he really do this? Because, of course, when I was you know, watching on TV, you'd see a preacher go up to it, and some lady in a wheelchair would go up to her or some guy who has problems, no matter if it's knee problem, back problem, alcohol, drugs, no matter what. He goes up there and the preacher would go, in Jesus' name, you are hailed and hit him in the forehead, and they'd fall back, and they were naturally, you know, magically healed. And so I saw that part of the scene, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, so that was where it comes from, I think. Did he start that? And I think the first date went over pretty good. But then, according to the movie, the next time it happened, um, um, Chuck Smith wasn't too pleased about that he's like well i don't know about that because it it looked like he was doing it as show you know so so i was kind of you know i saw that myself it's like well okay you can do that as long as it's i guess a little bit and as long as it's not knowing that it's not of your own doing um a little later in the movie um in uh i don't remember what part of the sermon it was in but there was a um a a uh, small town TV reporter or whatever of a show doing a report on Jonathan Rumi I'm not Rumi but um, Lori Frisbee and Chuck Smith in this little church because how successful the church was getting and so he asked Lonnie Frisbee what are you are you a prophet are you doing these miracles blah 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 he says well he starts well I'm not I'm not doing miracles myself but with God's help but then he asked are you a prophet and he stopped and think I'm thinking to myself don't do it don't do it! Don't! Don't do it! Don't do it! And he goes, "Yes, I am a prophet." It's like, oh, he did it. You never give credit to yourself, no matter what it is. Um, I have, n- I don't have anything that I got from my own means. Everything I have, everything I've done, is all from God. Everything, my jobs, my vehicles, um, this place. I mean, my friends, my loved ones, all my material items. Um, this computer, this microphone. Um, everything was a gift from God. Everything, God gave me the money um, you know, to, to, to receive it, whether it was through gifts, whether it was through work, no matter what it is, everything is a gift from God. And for him to go out and say that, it's like, oh, no, 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 that's not going to end well. It, it, that's not. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> eventually the two start fighting and stuff. So, uh, you Know it's 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 an interesting movie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think it got like um, this one I forget what movies give it like an A, some kind of newer grading system. I think Rotten Tomatoes give it like a 98 point something percentage. But um, and one thing that blew my mind is that I was listening to um, because I again I went to see it at a private not a private theater, it was a small privately owned theater. Um, what blew my mind was I was listening to uh, the news that Monday and they were naming off the, the top three movies of the week or the weekend and I fully expected not even to hear about Jesus Revolution I expected to hear about this movie and that movie and this movie and that movie and you know because I expected to hear about maybe uh, Marvel Quantumania I expected to hear about Cocaine Bear or some other dumb movie and no, I'm not going to see Cocaine Bear. I saw, saw Quantum but I didn't. I didn't like it enough to do a, a, a thing on it. It was eh, okay, I guess. But um, I'm not going to see co- Cocaine Bear because that's too dumb. But I thought, you know, with all these, they're going to show talk about all these other. They, they, uh, I was thinking they probably might mention, might mention, *Jesus Revolution*. What blew my mind? It was third place, right after Cocaine Bear, which. I was thinking to myself, what kind of society that we live in <clears throat> that more people go to see a bear about a movie about a bear who ate too much cocaine and went on a killing spree than to see a movie about our Savior. It's like wow, we are in so much trouble. Just oh. <laughs> But I was very pleased to learn that Jesus Revolution actually got third place in last weekend's movie place which was awesome um, something I guess that uh, was troubling some people is allegedly well not allegedly but uh, apparently um, John, Lonnie Frisbee um, he had strayed a time or two he wasn't the holy roller-ish that people thought he was um, well, he, he even said in the movie um, when when Lonnie Frisbee was talking to Chuck Smith because Chuck Smith was asking so where you been all this time You know, what did you do in, 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 in Frisco and he pretty much said, "We did everyone, and we did everything and everyone, which they took a lot of drugs, i guess drank a lot of alcohol, and they had a they i guess had a lot of intimacy with people, I'm trying to keep it as family friendly as possible, <laughs> but you get the idea um they were open with each other's intimacy, putting it nicely. And uh, there, I guess there, it was said that uh, Jonathan Rumi was a drug addict and uh, a, a sex addict. I guess he was gay, you know, homosexual, and 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 people were frowning up upon that. But then yeah, I got realizing that there is no one in the Bible except for one who is perfect. All the heroes of the Bible had issues, had problems, had things wrong. Every, the only person who was perfect, of course, was Jesus himself. But everybody in the Bible. I mean, King David. I mean, everybody knows who King David is. He was technically the, um, the second king of Israel. Um, he uh, he was up on a roof, his rooftop, and he saw a, a chick bathing. And it was a guy he knew, that who's, who's, who her husband... And he saw her, and he's like, "Oh, she's hot." And He went over here, and pretty much because he's a king, she had sex with him and got her pregnant. And uh, so nobody would find out. He eventually had her husband killed. Just you know, so that that's not. I mean, yeah, that's wrong. You know, um, King Solomon, you know, David's son. Um, he had he uh, had what fifteen hundred wives. I think and a lot of them were pagans and, you know, because at first, you know, he was he was really good with God. He was really right with God. And then he just had so many wives and all those wives, you know, like I said, women have a way to manipulate men's minds no matter if you're 14 or or 74 or you get the idea. And no matter what your age, you know, you get some cute little thing flashing her eyelashes at you and, and whatnot. And sometimes even the most seasoned men will fall in line and you get the idea you know so everybody has problems everybody there, there is no such thing as a perfect Christian There, it just it doesn't exist you know you may not do as many bad things as other people do but you're still not perfect no one's perfect so in the sense of that um, yes uh, as I understand it Lonnie Frisbee had some issues and, uh, I guess he eventually, he died of AIDS in Florida because I guess when he went to Florida, he, he had a wife and he was having issues with his, with his marriage and I guess he got it cleaned up, but then something happened and he fell, he backslid, however, I think the Christian term is backslid, whatever, but he got back into drugs, back into his homosexuality and, and I guess, as I understand it, he made his peace with God, um, just before he died but uh, he died of AIDS, like I said. So, um, And of course, at the end of the movie, it was showing pictures of who the people really look like. And they did a really good job with Lonnie Frisbee uh, matching up Jonathan Rumi to look like him. Uh, with Chuck Smith, eh, I, I mean, uh, Kelsey Grammer did a good job playing him, but they don't look that much alike. And I saw the picture of Chuck, Chuck Smith on the screen. It's like, hey, I think I remember that guy vaguely. It's one of those things to where it snags some little familiarity thing in your head, but it's like, "Eh, I think so, but I'm not sure type thing. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I would give this movie, well, (laughs) um, I I don't know. I mean, I'd like, I would, i see it again, yeah, I will buy it when it comes out. And I will, of course, off. you know, I've already, I already have you know, suggest it to my friends, people I know to, to watch this. Um, I'd probably give this, well, I, I'm, I'm broken between giving it like a, a 9.999 it's to flat out 10. I mean, it is probably the best, one of the best Christian movies out there right now that's came out recently. But it's a great movie. Um, it's, it's, you know, again, you watch it and Jesus Revolution, um, it. It wasn't pretty when it happened. There were some issues with people, with troubles with people, but what it did was it helped fire off pretty much what we have today. And what we have today is another revival going on. So I'm really happy about that. I guess the Ashbury College in Kentucky, I think is what it is. That's still going on. It's even spread to other schools, other universities, other schools, other churches. It's going worldwide. That's wonderful. So anyway, so, um, so it's I, yeah, I'd give it at least you know like a maybe like a a ninety nine point ninety nine 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 ish you get the idea it's a great movie I strongly suggest you go out and see it um, it's for Christians as well as not Christians you know I mean I know that people who aren't Christians might get uh, kind of you know just Christian stuff but uh, it's pretty good and again don't let I mean, if you if you're old if you are old enough to remember Donnie Frisbee don't get freaked out at the idea of what he was and what he died as just get the idea of what he did for god so anyway <clears throat> so this has been from a particular point of view i am dale again if you would like to contact me uh questions comments ideas thoughts whatever you get the idea cooler comments at hotmail.com and cooler comments at gmail.com so um uh, yeah, again, um, I strongly suggest the movie "Jesus Revolution," um, starring um, uh, Joel Courtney as Greg Glory, uh, Kelsey Grammer as Chuck Smith, and um, Jonathan Rumi as Lonnie Frisbee. It's a great movie. I strongly suggest you go see it. I give it very high marks, of course, because I am kind of biased. But uh, okay, so, until then, my friends, God bless. Have a great day, and uh, yeah, keep with God and. Until next time, have a good one. See ya.